Let's Go to Space, Blue Sky Learning, Episode 19, The Big Red Set, Nebraska and Space. In Episode 17, we met John McClure, who among many outstanding achievements, has been a big supporter of aerospace education. He was instrumental in the formation of Nebraska's first CubeSat team, and their satellite, the Big Red Sat, will fly in a few years. Today, Kevin and I are joined by two members of that team to share more about how they formed a unique coalition of middle school, high school, and university students, all with a desire to go to space. We meet Joel Mertz Schaefer, a junior at University Nebraska-Lincoln, majoring in computer and electrical engineering. He is also an active member of their Aerospace Experimental Payloads Team, or AXP, and this is how their love of CubeSats began. Through their mentorship, our second guest, rising ninth grader Elsa Meyer, was invited to join. These two amazing individuals are great examples of how mentoring is a great educational tool, as both the novice and more experienced members of the team both learn in the process of doing real-world aerospace. We look forward to following them as they continue to build, design, and launch CubeSats. And of course, as always, stay tuned after the episode for our takeaways. Thank you, Elsa and Joel, for joining us today. I'd like to start off, maybe, Joel, if you could tell us a little bit about who you are, a brief introduction. We'll let Elsa introduce herself as well, and then kind of tell us a little bit about how you came to know Kevin. Absolutely, absolutely. So, like like, uh, like you said, uh, my name is Joel. Um, right now, I'm a junior at the University of Nebraska-Lincoln, double, double majoring in computer and electrical engineering. Um, but outside of my, you know, academic um, work, I do a ton of aerospace work. Um, right now, I am the general team lead and electrical team lead uh, for a group we call the Aerospace Experimental Payloads. Um, and just at the beginning of this year, um, we kind of shifted our projects to get started on a CubeSat project um, where we were able to get in contact with Kevin. Um, and then we went ahead and we, we applied for the CubeSat Launch Initiative Grant. Um, and part of this was forming the Big Red Satellite Team which is a group of middle schoolers and high schoolers that we work with um, on this CubeSat project. Elsa, you wanna introduce yourself a little bit and tell us how you came to be involved in such a kind of a, that's a really big project. Yeah, uh, so I'm Elsa. I'm gonna be a freshman next year at uh, Lincoln East. And uh, I got involved because I've done camps with UNL before and I was put on an email list from them. And I heard about the CubeSat team and I thought, it would be lots of fun. I uh, I love space, just kind of like uh, in the background of just, it's uh, really interesting to me, but I saw it and I was like, whoa, I could be building a satellite while I'm still in middle and high school. And so I jumped at the chance. That's very cool. Uh, follow up, quick follow up question. Elsa, I saw recently where Big Red sat or the aerospace team at UNL, you did your first high altitude balloon or a uh, uh, in recent times, you uh, you did a, a high altitude balloon here recently, and I wanted to know: Were you there that day, and did you know about it, and uh, were you a part of that event as well? Yeah, well, uh, UNL launched a balloon first, but then uh, what was it? March, I think. Was it March or was it April? Uh, we launched our own high altitude balloon. Uh, we had three payloads from the middle and high schooler teams, and three payloads from the AX AXP team. Uh, we helped, we decided on the ideas ourselves, we helped plan and build them, and then we had two launches. Our first one uh, failed, it was really windy, and the balloon popped, but our second one was successful. That's, uh, you know, I, 
we we've done a lot of those high altitude balloons and i had one where i i sheared i'm pretty sure the wind just sheared the balloon right where the nozzle is uh and uh at about you know a third of the way up we were hoping to achieve altitude wise and so we all have those days right engineering's tough so um joel tell us about the experimental team that you are integral uh, an integral part of at unl because I know that's different than the work that will become and is the Big Red Sat. So tell us a little bit about what UNL has to offer for aspiring young engineering students. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So um, AXP or Aerospace Experimental Payloads um, is actually one of six design teams in the Aerospace Club. We work on lots of different aerospace projects and AXP specifically has different projects that they're working on as well. Um, so our main project right now, of course, is the CubeSat or CSLI. Um, but also this past year, we've done um, we've done two high-altitude air balloons, um, one with the Big Red satellite team, and then um, additionally this spring we've also participated in something called Rock On through the Colorado Space Grant Foundation, where we just build um, kind of like two off-the-shelf uh, high or not high-altitude. Um, Sounding rocket payloads. Yeah, they which is wallops, wallops flight opportunity, right? That's a big absolutely. Deal. Yeah. Yeah, and um, especially when we have new members come in, um, it's really good for the the college students, the new college students, to take this and go through that entire design process. Um, and normally it's over the summer, over about a week, uh, and they get uh, you know to learn so much. But they actually had about a month and a half because it was all remote um, this year. But they they learned a lot, and one of our uh, Sounding rocket payloads was actually selected for launch, which will be launched. I want to say at the end of end of June. Mm -hmm. Now, are any of you traveling to Virginia for that launch, or are you just going to watch it remote? Sadly, we're not traveling, but we will all be watching it. I am sure. Well, I'm sure it'll be super exciting. I want to talk a little bit about the Big Red Sat. So I know that you have several teams that work kind of within the. I think it used to be the aerospace experimental payloads. That do you call that AXP because of the, the experience? Okay, right. So you have six groups in that. Tell me a little bit about how uh, this team was formed and what its mission is, like, you know, what its payload is going to be or when you get it ready. Yeah, so uh, let's see. That was a, a while ago, I guess. Um, but the Big Red Satellite team was formed um, with the help of one of the um, staff members in the College of Engineering who does a lot of outreach work. Um, and then we were able to kind of create this big email list with an application to um, the Big Red Satellite team because, you know, part of CSLI is um, outreach, of course. And so we wanted to see if we could you know, reach out to middle schoolers and high schoolers in our area um, to help us um, on this project. And we actually, we got the idea from, um, from you guys down in Florida um, and, you know, the great work that your middle school team has done. Um, but so then we were able to you got on board, Elsa, is that they reached out and they were looking for people. And so because you were on that email list, so that's great. That makes sense to, to me because I work with Kevin and we have the same kids. So I know how that came about. But we we've often tried to figure out like why other people, why other kids aren't doing stuff like this. And I really think it's just about not knowing when it's happening. So I think it's pretty great that you you reached out to them. Is so what when does it launch? When does Big Red Set? Well, you, it'll probably be, what, two years? Okay, right. It was just selected, right? You were right. That's right. This is just this round. So what is it going to do? What is its mission? Yeah, so um, the primary mission is to test some different uh, uh, solar panels 
Um, one of the new experimental type of solar panels that are, you know, really looking good for the future um, are perovskites. And so we're trying to fly a perovskite um, alongside a silicon cell in order to test um, a little bit um, about that perovskite in a, you know, a space environment. Because as to date, there have been no perovskites actually tested in a space environment. Um, so hopefully we'll be able to increase the technology readiness level of those perovskites and hopefully um, secure funding for some you know, other project to really, really go into depth for the application of these perovskites in space. For, for our uh, listeners, maybe you could describe a little bit about what makes this uh, solar cell uh, unique. Is it, uh, first of all, is it frangible? Is it, does it make a lot of dust? Is it, is it glassy or is it more flexible like something you would put on an RC aircraft? Well, I'll say Elsa probably has a little bit better idea for that because I worked a lot of the electrical side of things. I know Elsa does a lot of special systems. Yeah, we, uh, so the, the um, good things about the perovskites, well, yes, they're very flexible. They're very thin, um, which makes them kind of delicate, especially in uh, like outside, if you were to put them outside, the dust and the heat and all of the stuff in the air kind of deteriorates them pretty fast. There are a couple of ways to like combat this. One is encapsulation, which we'll probably be using because they're just really delicate, but they are getting better. We uh, hope like in space, there aren't, there isn't really dust. And though there is no like atmosphere to protect them from radiation, uh, we're hoping we won't have to encapsulate them, but we never know. Now, are you going to purchase these or are you going to try to manufacture your own or are you going to buy some components and then assemble your solar arrays in-house? We considered manufacturing them ourselves, but we want uh, a good test result because if we manufactured them ourselves, we may our data may, may be skewed because we might have not done a good job manufacturing them. But if we do get them from a company, hopefully... Uh, we can get them for free and uh, tell them that we'll be testing them. They'll be able to advertise their product better. And that's what we're hoping for. Yeah, outstanding. I, now, I know Joel mentioned he dropped the acronym CSLI. Probably most of our listeners know that the CSLI is the NASA-sponsored CubeSat launch initiative. And why Joel and Elsa are here today, and it's such a big deal, is that NASA's on a quest to fly CubeSat from all 50 states and Nebraska, and I want to say eight other states have yet to fly one. So this uh, big red set represents Nebraska's very first satellite. And that, my friends, is always a big deal. So I would say, in general, Elsa, would you say you're proud to be a part of the team? You're happy to be selected? All of the above, none of the above? How would you describe it? Yeah, um, I'm really proud to be part of the team. I'm glad that Nebraska is finally launching a satellite and I'm really excited for it to be launched. I'm excited to learn more while we build it. And I, I think it's gonna be a lot of fun. I'm, I was so happy when we were selected. Um, I remember we had, they wrote it on balloons and we got them out of the box and we were all really happy. 
Wow, that's it's like a big reveal. <laughs> it's like a reveal, but that's pretty great. That's awesome, especially you with the balloon thing. A question for for both of you, or or maybe even if it might just be more for Elsa. When we were speaking with John McClure at a, at a previous podcast, he was talking about how they have a goal in Nebraska to really bring space education to all grade levels. And so I want, I guess, Elsa is probably more for you. Although Joel, you can comment on what your education prior to going to the university was like. What do you think? Uh, the biggest contrast is between the real work of what you're doing versus what you might be getting in your class. In other words, I guess when your friends talk to you about what you're doing, are they in disbelief? Are they wondering why they can't be part of it? So like from a perspective of the student, what do we need to change about education? Maybe I guess is my question. Yeah. So uh, all I've gone to, you know, all grades, kindergarten through eighth grade, and we haven't, we don't do a lot of like astro like astronomy or, um, we, I mean, we do talk about space sometimes, but it's just kind of like general knowledge, like what, how the solar system, what it looks like, uh, what all the planets are. We honestly have never gone in depth more than that. Um, and I think that we should be learning more about space because uh, that's just kind of like the next frontier of exploration. And this generation is going to be the one that's going to be going to Mars and going on spaceships. And I think everyone should have the opportunity to become interested in that earlier and to have a better chance of becoming successful in the field if they wanna be. That, that's really good. Now, Joel, let me take the other side of the coin. Now you're a college student, you're halfway through or so, you're going to be an engineer. How would you describe what would be the ultimate dream job for you upon graduating from University of Nebraska-Lincoln? A, a dream job, I guess. So, you know, ever since I was a kid, I didn't want to be an astronaut. I wanted to be the person who designed those rockets or designed those systems that got astronauts up into space safely and allowed for that exploration. Um, so I'd say a dream job for me is being able to work on, you know, something like that. Uh, you know, I know there's so much out there that goes into you know, building a rocket, building a satellite, um, all of that stuff. So, I'm not super picky right now. I just, uh, I, I wanna help advance humanity. Um, I guess you could say it. Okay, I, uh, if you'll remind me, one of my former summer camp students is a manager at um, SpaceX and they build the Merlin rocket engines in Hawthorne, California. And she is actually a recruiter and always wants me to let her know who are some good kids out there looking for potential internships and jobs. Perhaps, you know, if you're interested, SpaceX seems to be where a lot of young engineers want to go, uh, at least try for a few years. Uh, you know, we can make that happen. We can connect you if you'd like. Yeah, that'd be awesome. I agree. <laughs> I'm gonna ask you a few questions about some of the challenges that you've had. So this is a really big project. I mean, when most people hear that university students are doing CubeSats, that's not as much of a surprise as, but as it is when you bring those middle schoolers involved, right? So overall working with the younger students, which I know is part of the outreach and that was part of the plan, what are some of the biggest challenges you've had, not just with, with trying to bring new people involved, uh, or to bring new people in, but also in general with the whole process or do you expect that they're coming? Yeah, so there has been some difficulties there, um, as there always is, um, and we even um, we even have some of these same difficulties with uh, experienced college students to college students coming in, um, because you know when you have you know a, a couple years of schooling, 
Um, it's really easy when you, when you don't know the material really well is to speak at a really high level of what you do know and really struggle to break it down into someone that isn't, doesn't have all that background. Um, and so it's been actually really beneficial for you know, the aerospace club in general, uh, working with these younger students, um, being able to really practice and, and learn our subject matter better to where we can break things down into um, you know, terms with someone that doesn't have a ton of background can understand and explain it well, um, which is very difficult. Uh, and a lot of people in the field of engineering struggle with that um, a lot of professors have said that as well, that it's important for us to be able to do that. No, I, I agree. Even as just a teacher in general, you know, wherever your students are at, trying to adapt to where their levels are can be challenging. So Elsa, for you, you got involved, you're excited about it, but what has been maybe, are you, is, are you the only eighth grader or are there others like you as well? Are there other students from your school? Uh, there's no one from my school, um, but there are a lot of other eighth graders. Uh, well, I suppose they're going to be ninth graders now. And there were a couple ninth graders, I think, well, she's going to be an 11th grader now. I'm pretty sure that's everyone. So what do you say that, what would you think the challenges are then from your aspect? So he's describing the idea of like the content knowledge, trying to bring it down, but you, you got invited, you're there. What were the challenges for the younger students? Uh, well, I think we're all kind of going into this with not a lot of knowledge because uh, there's not a lot of uh, chances to learn anything like this in depth about space, uh, but there are like some of us have like a couple, like a little knowledge of electrical boards or programming and we're learning more as we go. We just, uh, we didn't start out with a lot, but I think we're learning pretty fast. I, I, I having done this, having really enjoyed the CubeSats, I would tell you that having kids that start out as blank pages, there's nothing wrong with that. Everybody has to start out somewhere, right? And in fact, I think uh, failing is a uniquely wonderful thing about an engineering project. Nothing makes you learn better than a good failure. You know, I think, I think messing up is the true way to really get knowledge about what just happened. How can I prevent that from happening ever again? You know, really understanding. And it may well be that your biggest challenge is coming in that you're going to be bored and you're, you know, like for the, you know, you've been building CubeSats and you're going to go into, you know, high school now and you're going to be like, and now what? I, I will <laughs> tell you that some of the students on our first satellite, they never got to scratch the itch in high school like they did in middle school because they got to be a part of the, like the first middle school team in this, in the country. And that was a little, that was a little disappointing for them, but your proximity to the university, your connection to the engineering school, I feel like they should go ahead and just, you know, we should figure out a way to get you some credit for your freshman year of engineering right, right in high school. And that way you won't leave the state and you'll be a, uh, you'll be a, you know, a member of the AXP with like Joel can hand off the reins to you when he graduates. So I always like mentoring and being able to uh, help train your replacement. So Joel is actually training his replacements. Yep. Uh, and uh, Joel, we laugh a little bit because in teacher speak, you really don't know something until you can teach it to someone else, right? That's when you really yeah. know your stuff. And uh, you're right. Kids can be, you can be really smart on a subject, but you can be a terrible communicator. So being able to do both is a, a really powerful, uh, it'll make you a very good engineer in the real world. 
So we normally kind of close out with that, the, that kind of an ending thing about just general advice. So uh, do you have anything else before we, we get to Let's that see. part? Or? Uh, well, tell us just a little bit about how many uh, non-college students are on your team. What is the next big event uh, that's coming up? And uh, we'll also want to know where we can find you online. Yeah, uh, we have 14 middle and high school students on our team. Uh, our, our website is bigredsat.org. And we have a Facebook and an Insta profile, I'm pretty sure. Uh, Joel, you, you guys you yourself manage the social media, the middle schoolers, the high schoolers? Uh, right now, our, one of our AXP leads, MJ, is handling that. But we're planning this summer to have, we, we're forming a little media team. And we'll be uh, probably posting a lot more often and a lot more stuff like that. I will just share this with you, Elsa, as you continue to learn and grow and build your interest. Uh, if you will start talking to five-year-olds, first graders, sec third graders, you will be then mentoring them just like Joel and the college kids are mentoring you. And I find that the students seem to really enjoy that as well. Both the little kids that get to hang out with the older kids and the older kids which are your age, doing the actual uh, teaching of a lesson. And it doesn't have to be complicated. The little kids are going to love that stuff. So, so uh, that kind of does bring us, uh, I guess. Hold on, Joel, the... we, we didn't hear what's the next step. Uh, oh. what, what's the next step for Big Red Sat? Uh, have you done your, um, I know we did a preliminary design review last October, but are you, what, what's next? Have you guys uh, started working on your prototype? Wh which, what's, what's going mm -hmm. on? Yeah, so we have a you know a big schedule, of course, with different kind of phases. Um, right now, we're we're taking a, I wouldn't say a break, but more a, a step back, um, and doing a lot more research right now over the summer with our individual design or like yeah design sub teams, mm -hmm. um, and part of that, a big part of that, is sourcing um, those uh, perovskite panels because they are not incredibly easy to come by in a usable fashion um, a little pricey too aren't they absolutely yeah uh we found and that once we went through the pdr and got selected we would back up and redo the pdr and really you know um i, I we totally get it right uh you cannot rush a great engineering project what, what's the iron triangle you have scope uh money and uh scope money and schedule right you cannot mm -hmm. cheat one without affecting the others. Exactly. So we're, we're really proud of you guys. Uh, my, my kids, we celebrate uh, the fact that you guys were selected and we're going to keep applying ourselves. Um, we're hopefully get our third one picked this coming year, but. No, I know go. they're going to be talking about it at the upcoming Miss Lear's Banquet as well. They're going right. to be mentioning big, uh, the big red set. And, and we're presenting in Dubai in October. And I'm sure that uh, big red set will come up in some of the presentations uh, uh, honestly, we're, we're just looking forward to seeing more and more good things from you guys. Well, and now are we, we ready? To, so I guess the last part is really some advice. So when we have listeners, again, I told you there are a lot of times they're just students who are kind of really interested in what we're doing, various levels. Uh, we had the kids leave us in middle school. They went off to high school. We did not have a contiguous program, one of, one of the downfalls. So these high school kids sometimes come back and work with our kids like you're doing, almost like at that mentoring level. But if you were to give some advice, Elsa, to people of your, your age or in middle school about to go to high school, what would you say to them? And then I'll ask the same question of you, Joel, in regards to people who are going to university, you know, just ways to stick with the program or to 
what, whatever it is that you, you want to share with them, because we have, we have both. So Elsa, you. Well, uh, I think, well, it's really nice, this program. A lot of uh, middle school students, uh, I'm pretty sure we were all in eighth grade, so now we'll all be in high school. And um, the program will continue. We'll all still be on the team. And once as we launch the CubeSat and it, when we graduate high school, um, if we end up going to UNL, we can join the ASP team and then be on the team from like a different perspective and be the mentors instead of the students. And what's really nice about that is we'll already have experience being with students on the team. So we'll be, I think we'll be really good mentors because we've already had the experience of being with students. Do you recruit some of your friends now? Do you be like, hey, listen, I can't hang out with you and do this uh, this, this other thing because like we got to go build some satellites. Do you, do you kind of recruit that way? Uh, I haven't recruited anyone, but my friends do, are really interested. They uh, they like when I send them like news stories and stuff about what we're doing. Um, they're all they're all pretty smart people, so um, they've just kind of been watching what I was doing. And Joel. Your advice for those college students out there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I will say uh, AXP existed before. Um, it was me and, and, and another friend really interested in aerospace. The club existed, but it was kind of falling down. Um, there was about three members and we got started at the very beginning, um, or three members in addition to the two of us um, at the very beginning of this um, school year. And then we you know, got the opportunity to get started on the CSLI project gained a bunch of members from, you know, the cool project we were getting to work on and got, you know, middle schoolers and high schoolers involved as well. Um, but that was only allowed because we said, you know, we're going to put this time aside every day and, and work on creating this program at our school because it, it did not exist before then. Um, so just getting started on something, it's so easy to look at a big project like this and say, you know, that's never going to happen or it's going to take too much work. But, you know, Truth comes, you, you need other people to, to get started. And once you get started, other people will become interested. So just to, to get started with these really cool projects. Yes, inertia, right? Overcome inertia, Absolutely. just get started. Make a mess. You will fail, exactly. you will make a mess. It's okay, that's cool. Mm -hmm. uh, well, we've really yeah. enjoyed uh, speaking with both of you today. Uh, perhaps uh, in the future, we can interview you again, and that way we can get an update yeah. on how Big sure. Red uh, One is progressing, or Big Red Sat. How about that? Yeah, that'd be great. Thanks, thanks so much, guys. Thank yeah, you. Thanks guys. for having us. So it was really great to speak with Joel a college student from University of Nebraska-Lincoln, and Elsa, one of the high, now a high school member of uh, the Big Red Sat, Nebraska's first CubeSat team, uh, or selected by NASA. Now, uh, you guys, uh, our listeners, I want you to know that when we first approached the adults in Nebraska about starting a team, it became obvious that the uh, high school and middle school students needed someone to interact with them and be their basically primary trainers. And what we ended up with was Joel, uh, the young man you heard and met today on our podcast, and one of his uh, college friends, John, and they're both engineering students. And they have done a tremendous job at um, helping to bring this Nebraska CubeSat team to life. Well, I was happy to meet them. I know you've talked about them uh, a lot, and I know that it, the work that they're doing is, it's, 
it's also cutting edge. I mean, we're, we're trying to do that same kind of thing here. It's really encouraging to see that there's actually universities getting involved in working with younger kids to kind of um, give back, but also because they recognize that by working together, that upped their chances for that. So it's, um, it's really exciting. Yes, and uh, we will, uh, we did our, our first preliminary design review, North Carolina, Nebraska, and Florida together last year in October in a COVID safe manner at Kennedy Space Center. And we're going to continue, uh, you know, as uh, the Wolfpack will continue to submit proposals to NASA. We will celebrate with our teammates when they are selected and then we'll just keep doing our best. We encourage you uh, to join us next time. And remember, let's go, go to, to space. space. Are you or a student you love looking to be involved in activities like you hear our students doing? Well, come join us at the Aerospace and Innovation Academy. Our summer sessions will be opening soon where we offer a wide variety from science to space and going even into fall, there will be some courses for you as well. So head on over to our Facebook page at Go to Space. That's G-O, the number two, space. You'll find us there. That's Aerospace and Innovation Academy. You can also reach out to us directly via email at S Christensen. That's S-C-H-R-I-S-T-E-N-S-O-N at aerospace-policy.org. Once again, S. Christensen at aerospace-policy.org. Come join us.